That's right, it's episode 279, and today we're getting some gators. Some gators now. Some crocodiles. No, it's a gator. Oh, sorry. There's a difference, alligator. What's the difference? I don't know. One's a seawater, one's like a saltwater. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about crocodiles. Freshwater alligators. and then there's seawater. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's two different types of alligator. One lives in a swamp, one doesn't. Okay, I can tell you about snakes. <laughs> One lives in a sewer, apparently, in this uh, movie, one of these movies. Well, both of them, actually. Both of them, yeah. Except I don't know how it got from one part of the country to the other side, (laughs) but hey, you know, mutant alligators. Shit happens. So we're going to be watching today Alligator from 1980. It was a movie that is about the urban legend of flushing your alligator down the toilet. And then we're going to watch Alligator 2, The Mutation from 1991, which is similar. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, we'll get into that later. It's interesting. But yeah, I've had these that have been wanting to see. They recently just released them out on Shout Factory for like the first one on 4K. And the second one, which came out, what year is it again? 1991. 91, okay. That it came out on Blu-ray as well. So, mm-hmm. but they didn't do the 4K on that one and I'm kind of glad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, must have been for a reason. Super excited to talk about these ones today. There's a lot of interesting stuff on this. I went digging around for like about the urban legend and stuff and like where it came from. And mm-hmm. also all the people that were in the movies. Surprisingly, there's a larger cast in the second one. And they had a lot of money, but they really kind of it's very different movies. It's just it's hard to explain without spoiling it mm-hmm. or at least spoiling our thoughts on it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm still waiting on the sadness to get in on the. 4k i really want to see that so bad mm-hmm. uh didn't get up all all the videos i wanted to last week but we've been things have just been very hectic in this house very hectic uh, <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff going on that we're trying to like you know basically take care of while juggling all of this so and, but i'm proud of ourselves that we did get this these movies watched and we are recording this so i'm very proud of i'm ourselves. about two weeks into uh no cigarettes actually which is and you're doing crazy you are doing great yeah, I mean, there was like a stressful day I had yesterday that was, I was like, all right, it's time to smoke. It was like, he's I like, wanted to. He's like hitting the wall. And, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I felt like it. <laughs> so you have some. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention this in the last episode, guys. 
something what I was talking about because we watched you know the son of Sam last week and I mentioned we talked about how there was just too much sex in it like and I don't I don't know if I was making that very clear for everybody as well as I was thinking in my head Mm -hmm. Uh, because like X has a lot of sex in it and that didn't bother me at all right but uh, X that wasn't the only thing about X right and they had more pornographic scenes and the SLS. ones we were, yeah, like that we were watching. It just, it kind of seemed overwhelming on the other one. And it's not that it was like, I don't know, they just weren't good sex scenes at all either. Either it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, um, I don't know. I expected the movie a little bit to be a little bit darker. I think for the SOS. Yeah, me too. The More Summer about Sam. the killer. Yeah, like, and I think it's just as disappointing. And that's pretty much all I really remember is those moments. So, mm-hmm. but I just want to clarify it because yeah, I liked X a lot, and that had sex in it. So it's not like it bothers me. It's just like when it's done well or not, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or if it's too much in one movie over the other one. So. Oh, so guess what I found out today, and I found out some sad news today. Oh. Neat. So you, <laughs> let's share it on a podcast. You know, you know how I always talk about how we live next to the original Be- Bill and Ted Circle K that they filmed the original movie right, at, and yeah. it's that Circle K. Next month they're closing it. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? Gee, wouldn't it be nice if they actually had a little spot that people could actually stop in and get some Bill and Ted shit? Yeah. Well, they do have a little shrine. They yeah, do but, have a shrine no, in the they, Circle K. They should have. They should have bought a fucking phone booth. I know they. Totally they should have put it in the exact same spot. It they should have fucking marked it off, made extra room, and they should have been like, "Hey, come to the Bill and Ted's fucking." And they should. They actually they remodeled it probably about a decade ago, and they really shouldn't have done that either. Yeah, like but, I don't know what the fuck they were then, thinking. It's a corporation. That's a corporate Circle K. That's not like an independent one. Yeah, well, they should so, be smarter than that, and they have the connections well, more than. An independent it one. doesn't matter anymore because they're gone. Well, they also so. closed the the Bill and Ted Mall as well. Yeah, and they teared it down. So all of our uh, little movie stuff. Didn't is we go in there away. one last time before? We did. We went to go to a to a Halloween like festival thing, and it was so empty. Remember? Right. I used to work like in that nobody mall. Nobody there. Yeah. I used that, to work in that mall doing the the. Uh, review like back in the day before we had youtube guys <laughs> we had like uh these little sort of like um vr glasses that we made people watch trailers through mm-hmm. and then we would get their opinions now it's just straight up on the internet and they figure out their algorithms and what people like based that on way, that yeah rather than paying somebody to do it for them and ask them questions and stuff like that which i got paid like Five or ten dollars for each one of those. Well, between three and f- and ten dollars for each one of those. Mm-hmm. So if I had like forty in one day, I had a really good fucking day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was making some good money there for a little while, uh, but yeah. Then the industry died. So yeah. there, you go. there and now, you go. And now here we are. And now where the internet is on on full force, and everybody's tearing at each other's fucking eye sockets to like rip them out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people hate each other. It's great. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the world right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, uh, is there anything else coming up that we're like excited about? I have no idea. There's like I'm... that a couple of movies that I'm like kind of looking forward to. Um, oh, I did watch the Batman. Oh, yeah, without me. Yeah, well, mind you, you know she's been gone like all week long. Well, just keep in mind that remember when that when that I was dating uh, some guy when the the Dark Knight came out and he wouldn't go with me to see the Midnight oh, release, yeah. so I dumped him. Go ahead, and pull that shit. See what happens. <laughs> 
See what happens. Oh, I will. I'm just kidding. Watch that shit without me. Jesus. Dude, I wanted to watch it so many fucking times. Like, watching a movie with you is, like, so hard. Like, if it's not for the podcast, well, like, th- like, we literally cannot watch it's it. It's a three-hour movie, too, so it is hard for me. I, I fell I asleep on it a couple of times. So well, you I, fell asleep on everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I have that issue right now, so it's not exactly like... <laughs> But you did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, for the most part. I just don't feel like I should give an honest review if I haven't stayed yeah. awake for the whole fucking So now thing. you're waiting for me. Yeah, and I can't help it, guys. It's not like I fell asleep because it was boring. It was because I can't you're help tired. it. Like, my yeah. fucking, my body. I've talked about it in the other episodes. Like, literally, when we're sitting on the couch... And he's, I have a stick, and if he's, if I see him dozing off, like, I poke him with a stick. I will. Yeah, she does, and it pisses me off, too. <laughs> because she does it very it's inhumanely. Funny. Like, it's <laughs> ridiculous, like, screaming in my ear and shit like Yay! that. Like, throw Yay! mama from the train or whatever. Like, fucking blowing a fucking trombone in my ear Wake or whatever. Wake the fuck up. I can't rewatch this. Wake <laughs> up. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I I will say this, like um I I did like it, but it is very very uh you know how we we were like with the with the Christian Bale ones, they were trying to be more serious, more realistic. Mm-hmm. This one kind of dips into even more realistic. Mm-hmm. And more like detective stuff, that's what everyone right, keeps saying. Very much so, which is very different and it's it's a whole new vibe. I doesn't I don't know that I believe that he felt the same. He acted the same in and out of the mask. So that was like, I, I got to watch it again to really say any more than that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's different. It was cool to hear Nirvana, you know, like. Oh, I don't know. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any don't feelings. Have any yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings. <laughs> Put them okay, on we got it. Stop. Stop. Eat them. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, guys, I think it might be that time. Oh, God. Horse shots! <laughs> All right, guys, so we decided to just, you know, make a shot like we do for the movies that are sequels. Pretty much this is based off the first one, I would say. Gator bait. <laughs> is that what you're well, it's it? called a flaming gator bait. Oh, flaming hot. A flaming hot gator bait. So, what is in a flaming hot gator bait? Well, you might have guessed one ingredient, which is flaming hot Mountain Dew. Which we found. It's actually hard to find right now. Dude, we went to a the couple depths, of stores. We went to the depths of the internet. Yeah, we spent like an hour and a half on the internet trying to find this motherfucker and I was like, oh yeah, what about GoPuff? Yeah, they always Which have is like a delivery things. service for like snacks and treats and like microwavable items. It's a call, it's more of a college area yeah, based place. Very much so, but they deliver all over the valley here and I was like, I even looked to see what kind of Mountain Dews they had. I typed in flaming Hot and they had a case of it. And, and nobody, it. it wasn't even on the regular search. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think anybody knew about it mm-hmm. until I actually did the finite search for it. Mm-hmm. And I had it delivered. We paid $10 for that motherfucker just yeah, so. to bring you one ounce of fucking <laughs> liquid today. All right. We paid $10 for you motherfuckers. So you better be fucking thankful. I guess we could say what it tastes like by itself. The oh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, I guess so. Which is, I don't you like try it. it? I, no, I don't. I don't like it. Okay. It gives me heartburn, and it does not taste like Cheetos. It's, it tastes like, hold on. 
It just tastes like code red. Yeah, exactly. With like hot. Yeah, with like a, a taste. Like it just burns the back of your throat a little bit. Just a little bit. Just let you know it's there. It's like, hello. Gross. Hello. It's stupid. It's pointless. I don't understand. All right. So we got a shot. Oh, and don't forget, there's a dropper full. So it's a half tequila and then a, the, the Mountain Dew, the Flaming Mountain Dew. And then it's a dropper full of pickle juice. Yes. Because we like to torture ourselves. So it's ourselves. half and half and then a dropper of pickle juice. I am not looking forward to this. I. So here's to a flaming high gator bait. Okay. Gator bait. Gator bait. Gator bait. Rawr. Hey, man, you want gator bait? Not bad. Oh, my God. What the hell? That tastes better than the Mountain Dew by itself. Yeah, it kind of does. What the hell? Yeah. It's the tequila. It's a blue agave. We did a blue agave, which is a little sweeter. And you can barely taste the pickle. Dude, it tastes really good it, Oh, together. my God. That tastes good. That's like... What the hell? I'm surprised at that shot, dude. I was, like, I wish we had more tequila. Me, too. I would drink that, like, t- like for the whole episode. Oh, my God. I'm, like, in shock right now. I was not expecting that. Yeah, and we used, like, a like a sweeter pickle juice, too. So we used sweet pickles. Yeah, maybe that's... It all counteracted itself. That's yeah. really weird. <sighs> that's pretty good, guys. So a flaming hot gator bait. All you got to do is get some flaming hot Mountain Dew, mix it with some blue agave tequila, and then put a drop of some pickle juice on top. It is good. Like, it's well, not good. a drop, like uh, like three or, you know. Well, yeah, like a dropper full. The dropper a full. A dropper full. So like a good amount. Yeah. But mix it together, man. Holy shit, Holy that's really crap, good, that's dude. Really good. <laughs> I'm really surprised by that. <laughs> I know, damn, we're good. Dude, I feel like a, like a real gamer here right now. I got like... <laughs> Mountain Dews? Dude, I have three fucking Mountain Dews in front of me. We have a Taco Bell Baja Blast. Yes, you got Taco Bell here. We got Mountain Dew uh, Raspberry Lemonade, which maybe we'll do for the next one. Yeah. Uh, And then we got uh, Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot. So I got three fucking types of goddamn Mountain Dew here, and I never drink this shit. Right. I think that's it for horse shots. But yeah, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com to check out our hashtag horse shot section. Now, that's it for horse shots. All right, guys, so let's jump into our flesh and potatoes of Alligator from 1980 and Alligator 2, the mutation from 1991. And we're going to go ahead and do that right. All right, guys. So Christina's going to kick it off. She's back to normal. She wanted to do the first one. Okay. Uh, I wanted to do the first one. Nope. A herpetologist helps a detective. She's got herpes. Track track her flushed away pet. Now a king size mutant called Ramon. Tagline beneath those manholes, a man eater awake. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. He's down there. Okay. This was directed by Louis Teague. He also directed Cujo. Mm -hmm. Cat's Eye. The Jewel of the Nile, you know, the Romancing the Stone sequel. Oh, yeah. I, we like those movies. And he did the made-for-TV uh, supernatural shocker, The Triangle. Is that the the slasher? I don't know. About the, the Bermuda Triangle? Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Because there's one about, I can't remember. Anyway, that's anyway, a great movie if you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. This was written by John Sayles. He also wrote Piranha from 1978, The Howling, 1981. Yes, and more. Uh, Yep, and also written by Frank Ray 
Perilli. 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 Uh, he wrote Mansion of Doom from 1976 and Dracula's Dog from 1977. <laughs> I want to watch that one. I can't. I, I know. I did too. I was. I was looking at. It, I was like, that looks cool. Dracula's Dog. Oh, but uh, Frank was also an actor, and he was in Wedding Crashers and The Fugitive. Right. Mansion of Doom. I think is a Vinegar Syndrome release, but it, it, is it? I think so. Yeah. It could be a Severin one, but I can't remember. Also, I wanted to mention the person that was supposed to do the music in this movie was going to be James Horner, who notoriously also did Titanic and another movie for the director, Louis Teague, called Lady in Red. I mean, he wrote the entire score for it, but they never used it because there was a strike going on and he could not record his score. Goddamn strikes. Yeah, so he was replaced by another composer called Craig Huxley. Now, it was then Craig Hundley who did Schizoid, Knott's Landing, and a bunch of other stuff. This is also a Roger Corman film, so there's going to be a lot of familiarity with all the different actors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Also stars Robert Forrester. He was in The Wolf of Snow Hollow. His last film, by the way. Yep. Scanner Cop 2, Maniac Cop 3, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. The newer Twin Peaks show he was in, he was also in Heroes. Mm-hmm. Lucky number seven. Slevin. Slevin. Lucky number Slevin, sorry. Uh, Mulholland Drive, Psycho from 1998. Oh my God, it's so much more. Yeah. Also starring Robin Riker, who plays Marissa. She was in Step Monster, Bold and Beautiful, uh, DWC, Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Uh, uh, she did voice work. And then she was also in uh, General Hospital. We yeah. also have Dean Jagger, who plays Slade. He was in The End of the World from 1977. He also won Best Supporting Actor for his role in 12 O'Clock High from 1949. Holy crap. Right? Jesus. Um, We also have Sidney Lasik. I don't think, I think it's Lasik, but maybe. maybe Lasik, Lasik. Maybe, maybe she's the person that came up with the eye surgery. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he plays Luke. Uh, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He was in Carrie and the Unseen. Hmm. This movie alligator had a budget of 1.5 million dollars they said a million but you know maybe it was for advertising and stuff they were talking oh, about. oh yeah maybe they added it in from what i saw yeah all right alex what did you think of this alligator movie um well it's pretty simple it's all about gators male pattern balding 10 out of 10 christina oh my god that is exactly what i wrote down <laughs> <laughs> you did not i did look I, l- I put down bald jokes. <laughs> okay. Well, one-liners. That's, that's not, I wrote this, but anyway, no, I was just teasing, but yeah, I like this movie. I think it's a fun 80s movie. It's got that 80s sort of charm about it where the story is pretty typical, you know, about a cop who doesn't play by the rules, who follows his gut and gets yelled at for it, but in the end is the best damn cop that force has ever seen, but they'll kick him off the force a couple of times and, you know standard stuff here which he falls in love with a smarter scientist girl who knows all about alligators of course and they team up to destroy the literal groundbreaking alligator (laughs) (laughs) it's it's chock full of men you know being men and women who you know are wooed by that sort of thing and dumb dudes who do shit to die (laughs) (laughs) lots of tough guy lines and uh let's get down to business talk you know Great Robert Forrester stuff, you know, basically he's just a 
I don't know. He's he, a solid dude. He's just a cop, like in every movie. <laughs> yeah, but there's something about him. He's just, right. he's just, there's there's not many people like him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only other one I could think of is like Robert Conrad or some shit like that. He was in a movie called The Assassin, which I think is, I picked up for a dollar at the fucking exchange thing or whatever. Oh, that's right. He's a pretty, he was a big action star in the 70s and 80s as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same, kind of the same kind of uh, feel about him. But, while all of this seems sort of typical, you know, with the, the cop and stuff like that, it is a lot of fun. And you really do have a good time watching this one. It's not like so like a so bad it's good film. It is and it isn't. Like mm-hmm. they know that Like they know they're 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 right. they know what they're doing, so it doesn't become an S big because of that. Like usually S big is when they're trying and it ends up being really bad. And mm-hmm. it's funny. But this they they kinda knew. And in a lot of ways, it reminds me of the writer's original first movie, which is Piranha, which borrowed from Jaws, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the whole, hey, there's there's bad things about to happen. You're having this big party. Why are you doing that? Exactly. Oh, I can't just back out of it now. We got a lot of investors in here. There's people that are watching everything. And it's like, yeah, of course, they don't listen. And then everybody dies. Right. And then, you know, all the characters of Jaws are essentially here in their spiritual way, you know, in this movie, as well as in Piranha, as well as in any of those, because they all seem to mirror the great, which is Jaws. Right. (laughs) And it's pretty unabashed here. They are not shy of being very similar to it. So some of the deaths in this one are actually pretty good. They're not like amazing, like gore graphic stuff, but it's fun. It's just fun stuff. Not spectacular, you know, but the gator itself is fucking gigantic and it can do unthinkable things as far as gators go, like bust up out of the fucking sewer. And I won't even explain where, but my God, I was just like, this is what I like about film. (laughs) It's shit like that. It's just fun to watch everybody react to this crazy story too, which I don't know. I just find really entertaining. I think this, these might be better, like these alligator movies might be better than the Killer Crocodile ones that Severin put out. Right. But those have Cold Joe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. You remember Cold Joe? Yeah, that's like the only thing remember I remember. We, I think we made a drink called, called Cold, Cold Joe. Joe. And yeah. it had coffee in it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's so funny. That was a good, that was actually a fun episode to talk about, actually. It too. was. We were good. Um, I think there was a lot more stuff to make fun of in that one than this one might be. Yeah, totally. Because those are kind of terrible movies Mm -hmm. but they're they're also kind of fun like the first one i remember liking a whole lot Mm -hmm. um there is oh the tricks that they do in this movie are actually pretty cool like they they do a lot of different things like like old school techniques that you would not think about that you they used in like jason and the argonauts and like clash of the titans that's what i'm thinking of there you go clash of the titans sinbad all that kind of stuff the ray harryhausen stuff uh, it, you know, it just kind of reminds me of that, how they use like different techniques to kind of make things work. Like they actually do use real alligators in this. They also have a big practical effects one, too, uh, that, you know, surprisingly, they made work. And when I actually did research on this movie and like how they made it work, like I was surprised at how well they did the movie and like the close ups on the on the on the big one, because like the big 
alligator, the prefab one that doesn't have a jaw, well, it has a jaw, but if you zoom in, they like, you can't see its throat. You can, they have jaws that they use with like arms mm-hmm. to make it look like it's going around and things like that. And the techniques that they did really make this work in a way that most schlocky movies wouldn't have cared. Right. And they did. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. That's what I like about this movie. I would say that, you know, of course, Robert Forrester is going to make this film. He is definitely hands down one of the best things about it. Definitely. And I, I would say it's probably a seven out of 10 for me, like just in general, mm-hmm. like it's that enjoyable. And that might be a little high for some, but I think that's I think that's appropriate. It's cheesy as fuck. And you only watch a movie like this not to be scared. You watch to have fun, even like the director said in its in some of his stuff, you know, with nature and someone's bizarre idea about flushing gators. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely like to pick this up for sure. There is a 4K and a Blu-ray out from Shout Factory of this movie. And I would like it in any form, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need it in 4K, but I mean, if... I don't think so, but it's If still... someone gave it to me, I would be like, yeah, but right. I'm not like hard pressed. Right, I understand. Like, I enjoyed it, but like, I would be fine with a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, so Christina, what did you think? I also... I also did really enjoy this. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I really think it, a lot of it had to do with Robert Forrester. Forrester, yeah. Forrester. I can't say his last name. Um, the beginning, I so when we first started watching it, I was kind of like, they did the police angle where it's the detective and he discovers like the alligator and nobody believes him. And I was like, oh God, stereotypical, blah, blah, blah. But, and then- right. And then it was a little slow because they were trying to build like character and like the whole plot and stuff. That was kind of like boring. But I think in the end, the writing was really good. The plot, you know, was okay. It was like I said, typical. I it, I did enjoy the one liners and like the sure. And it's so funny because you would you would think you would get annoyed and think these bald jokes are like stupid, but actually it was very clever. Yeah. Like, so it actually was funny. I got I, some trivia on that, by the way. I'm wondering if some of it was ad-libbed. Not going to tell you. You know, yet. not, we, we will find out, but I'm assuming some of it was ad-libbed because <laughs> it was pretty funny. And usually, okay, usually I don't like love stories in movies like this. Yeah, but, but this was like, they, okay. Yeah, this was okay. Their chemistry was <laughs> fun. It was funny. And it was just so like. And it was so typical too at the same time that like. Yeah. That like. <laughs> When when they cut to the scenes of him talking, it's so typical. Oh yeah, totally. Like he's like, yeah, man, I shot at him, and he was like, he's like telling his cop stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and she's like, oh, but you weren't. It wasn't your fault, you know. Like right. It, and they do it in the second movie too. Yeah, which they really is, But do. It's not. It's not nearly as, as good. good as as this first yeah. one. Like that stuff was. But I really liked the alligator in this movie. It was hokey. Uh, it looked better, I think. I it looked know. a lot better. The kill scenes, I liked the alligator ripping people to shreds. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I liked that. I also yeah. gave it 7 out of 10. Really? Yes. Wow. I enjoyed it. Okay, I, we're... I'm with you. I would like to own this on Blu-ray. Don't really need it on 4K, but yeah. yeah. It would look nice on 4K. Though. I would watch this again 100%. Yeah, this is definitely... I would watch this again for fun. This is like... Yeah. If I were to go for nature movies that have gone wild, it would yeah. be like this one, Jaws, uh, Cruel Jaws, uh, uh, Creatures from the Abyss, which is another really good aspect movie. Is it? Uh, there's that other one about the bear. What was it called? The Prodigy? Oh, I forget. Or, you know what I mean? The one yeah. about the native native people that were like trying to get people off their land. Mm-hmm. And they're like spilling all this 
stuff that causes this bear to go fucking crazy. <laughs> Do you remember? You no. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You wanted to get it and we never did. I don't remember. It's got that picture of an egg on the front and there's like a bear. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I forget. It's not, I it's like, forget, it's not Prodigy. It's like... Um, Prestige or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Protege yeah. or fucking something. Whatever. With a P. We're fine. Anyway. No one cares. But the, yeah, it's a fun movie. I definitely enjoy this. I would say Killer Crocodile is probably going to be a little bit more specific taste mm-hmm. for those who like more of an Italian cheese kind of feel to it. These are definitely much more American, mm-hmm. like 100%. So seven out of seven or seven out of 10 for both of us. That's crazy. Crazy unheard of. Mm-hmm. We do have quite a bit of trivia on this one, so I'm going to try to get through it as quick as possible. But... If you do not want anything spoiled, that's fine. I won't get to the scenes just yet. We're getting into spoiler territory, and we might say some things that could be spoilerific, but for the most part, it's going to deal with the sort of urban legend of it, and then we're going to jump into some other trivia. Okay. Okay? If you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So obviously, this is a short, you know, a story about flushing gators, which is partially true. Okay. Back in the day, yeah. People would try to sell alligators, baby alligators. They would call them mini alligators. Oh, my God. And then people would buy them. They outlawed them in some states, by the way, but people would buy them, ship them across the country. Uh-huh. Because you can ship any living thing by through the mail, by the way. Right. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but people do it with chickens and shit all the time. But, yeah, they, they used to mail, like, a lizard to you over through mail. Mm-hmm. And then people would get it, put it in a cage, and then a few weeks or months would go by and that motherfucker starts growing. Mm -hmm. It's a real alligator. They're just really tiny and they grow very rapidly because, you know, they can get (laughs) however long they've been on this planet. They will be there. They get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a reptile. What do you think? Right. That's why you see them in like lakes and stuff in Florida. Like they just come creepy crawling out of lakes and stuff. Oh, yeah. So. This is a rumor that started in New York, though, because people would flush them down. Oh. They would get them in their, you know, apartments in New York, and then they would- Get like, too big. And they would flush them, uh-huh. right? Because they didn't know what to do with them, right? Mm-hmm. So this happened a lot, and they did find, you know, I think it was up to four feet long they found once. Oh, my God. But most of them were around the two-foot range. One of the things that they would always say to people who would say, no, there's no way there's gators in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, they would get too big and then they wouldn't be able to survive or eat enough. And so essentially they would just starve to death mm-hmm. because they're, what is it called? It's like habitat. No. They don't have a good habitat. What is it? Your system? Metabolism. Your metabolism. Their metabolism is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they need to eat all the time mm-hmm. in order to survive. So, you know, you can never, you would have to feed them all day long. It was a pet. You know what I mean? Right. By the 1930s, advertisements for baby gators would have come through the mail. It would be in magazines like Popular Mechanics. Vacationers to Florida would also bring back reptiles as souvenirs, and that's notoriously New York territory right? in Florida, as well as Texas and Chicago. You got even some people from fucking Canada that go down to Florida all the time. And reports in the New York Times of alligator sightings in the New York area go back more than a century, all the way back to 1907. Wow. So there was an article described a worker in Kearney, a New Jersey town about 12 miles from midtown Manhattan, who was bitten by a small alligator while she was cleaning out the sewer. Oh, my God. While he cleaned out the sewer, excuse me. 
Uh, alligator sightings sometimes prompted hunting expeditions, such as the one in 1932, after several of the reptiles disappeared from captivity in Belleville, a town along the, the Passaic River in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The same year, the police mobilized the hunt in Westchester County, just north of New York City, after two boys brought in a three-foot dead alligator and claimed that the Bronx River was swarming with live ones. Oh my God! <laughs> they had a armed. Uh, they were armed with fishing nets and chunks of calves, liver. Officers combed the the jungles of the Bronx River. They said <laughs> to capture alligators for the Bronx Zoo. And the Times reported adding that the hunt was discontinued when the police realized that the boys had merely found an escaped pet. Oh, wow. And they were just telling a tall tale to make it sound cooler. Oh. <laughs> but in 37, a barge captain pulled a four-foot, eight-inch alligator out of the East River by lassoing the animal around its its feet that were, like, dangling out oh behind it. Oh, my God. It. Yeah. And then by the 1960s, sewer gators had found their way into numerous cartoons and books. It's like how... You see how this works, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it gets said enough so many times... Right. ...that... It becomes a part of, like, pop culture. Right. It was the same thing with, like, fake news. You know what I mean? Right. The damage is done. The initial damage is done. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they do a retraction, but no one hears the retraction. So murder hornet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, like, in so like in the 60s, you know, they were in um, the novel V, in which little gators could be purchased from Macy's for 50 cents. And the character Benny Profane makes a living hunting albino white alligators alive oh and breeding in the sewer system. Even pornographic films had this stuff in it. Like the plot of 1975 Sue Prentice RN involves a unit of nurses treating a team of scuba divers returning from a gator hunting expedition in the New York City sewers. Oh my God. It was an extra healthy, sloppagetty, sexy getting. <laughs> <laughs> they got like turds all over them in the sewers. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the gator legend also inspired the Leatherhead character mm-hmm. introduced in 1987 in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that makes sense. Because, the you know, they also had in comics and video games and then flush the toilet as a pet and he becomes a giant mutant alligator who lives in the sewers. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I mean, the turtles were the same thing, too. Right. They, they, they were, were pets and then they got flushed down there and they got the ooze on them. Right. So, so they mutated. Same thing. Yeah, totally. It's also illegal under both New York and city law to buy, sell, or own alligators without a permit. Releasing them outdoors can result in criminal charges for endangering the public. Right. <laughs> but many states back in the day, especially, would lack such laws. Right. They so, didn't give a shit. Right. Like, why would they think about alligators and their legislation when they can't even fix something that's, like, right in front of them? There was also a lot of stories about uh, post offices. Post offices. Oh, they, I would imagine the, they would be like breaking out of the. Little yes, boxes they were big, breaking out of the cages and they escape baby alligators all over the yeah, fucking like place. Yeah, like biting postmen and shit. Right, and, and in the past couple of decades, New York has had actually a sporadic street level sightings and rescues. Prominent ones include the four foot gator pulled out of the Casena Lake in Queens in 1997, and the two foot long caiman caught in Central Park in 2001. And this is an old article I read from. Mm-hmm. So it was from the. New York Times. I'll post the link down below if you guys want to read it further. But they had like a three foot gator found by a dog walker in Alley Pond Park in Queens in 2003 that was named Alligate Alley 
Gator, get it? Ali Gator. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and a two foot long baby crocodile was spotted under a car in Astoria in 2010. Mm-hmm. So at the time, a police spokesman seemed to anticipate a reporter's question when they were asking about that. Mm-hmm. He's like, before you ask, no cops should, can, could confirm it came out of the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. But just a little history on like the urban legend of that and how some of it is true and most of it's not. Right, and, right. You know, there's no alligators that were really living down there. And a lot of people really believe that they were just living off of rats because New York is just notorious for having rats problem. Right. But it was never like that. It was just a random, like, you know, happenstance mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So I also watched a Q&A that uh, was about this movie, and it was uh, from Cine Lounge Hollywood. They had a director, Louis Teague, and guest director, Bill Lustig, for some of you who may know the movie Maniac, the original one, and Vigilante with Robert Forster, too. So they're all kind of friends. Mm-hmm. Forrester wasn't there, but Lustig was because he was going to call Forrester on the phone to be able to answer some questions about everything that happened in Alligator and everything like that. So he calls him up in the middle of this interview, Mm -hmm. which was really funny because Forrester was supposed to be there, but he bungled it somehow and he felt bad. So he he set some time aside that he could just he was like in town too, wherever they were in Hollywood. But Mm -hmm. it was just across a ways away. Oh. So he was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just call him. Mm-hmm. But he told a story about running into Stephen King about Alligator. Forrester did. And which at the time he said he was one of, that was one of his favorite movies. That's what he told Forrester. Oh, wow. He said, uh, he also talks about another film, uh, Lewis and him shot, which is the director, Lewis Teague, Lewis Teague. Uh, he wasn't directing at this time, by the way. So it was pre Lady in Red. They were working on a set for Avalanche, which is like a disaster oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. On yeah, there. I think I watched it recently, not mm-hmm. too long ago. But yeah, I remember Forrester being in that as well. Mm-hmm. But they were like standing on a ledge, and he was like, hey, you know, if you want. When I get my first movie going, I would really like you to be a part of it. And he was like, work with you again? Yeah, man, let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a really positive, nice guy. And this is literally before he died, mm-hmm. this this interview. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it said he passed away in 2019. The Wolf of Snow Hollow came out in 2020, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an independent so movie. So I'm are- really confused on when that is because they said it was October. So, but the video was from that they'd posted it. I don't know if they posted it late, but it was a year later. Right. 2020. And I'm like, well, he was already long gone unless. Well, it's okay. They probably just reposted it. Maybe. Maybe that's what they did. I don't know. But before he actually knew anything about the, the, actual urban legend he had actually heard that there was alligators and he was like nah that can't be possible that can't be true and then when he got the script he was like oh well this is cool i can kind of you know Mm -hmm. be a part of this crazy little legend thing that's going on here Mm -hmm. um but forrester also came up with some of the hair jokes in the movie the balding jokes the repetitive actually he came up with all of them really it was they're funny they Lewis gave him the go ahead, mm-hmm. said, go ahead, you know, do whatever you want. Lewis had a lot of respect for Forrester. He loved him. Mm-hmm. He thought he was just a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, he ran with it and did all these jokes and everything like that throughout the whole movie. And, like, there was the final cut they got, there was, like, three or four spots of it in there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
It was spotty like his hairline. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> male <laughs> pattern baldness. Yeah. <laughs> Balding male pattern. But yeah, no, he uh, said that they cut it out the first cut. So he was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, was, they weren't that good. You know? mm-hmm. Obviously cut them out, you know. And then John Sales said, hey, why did they cut out all the jokes about male powder and bar- balding and shit like that? Like, mm-hmm. Those are actually kind of funny. And Lewis was like, yeah, I kind of thought so, too. He's like, maybe we should put them back in. They're like, yeah, let's do Oh, it. so they just put it back in. So they did a second uh, edit, and it was back in. And Forrester got to see that. He was like, all right, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know... You have him even doing hair jokes all the way in Jackie Brown in 1997. Right. Which is also the kind of same humor where, you know, somebody else will mention his male ball, his balding, mm-hmm. and then he'll kind of try to cover it up and talk about something else or whatever. Right. And that was part of the shtick, you know, like mm-hmm. they did it in Jackie Brown as well. Right. I remember. So that's funny. Uh, the director also said that he was interested in the script because of the whole legend as well. And he said that he would do it when he read the script, but he wanted to have John Sales come in mm-hmm. and rewrite it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So they did that. You know, that happens a lot of times in big budget films anyway. Right. Uh, the director talked about the effects of the gator as well and that they had a prefab already made out of rubber and bamboo. And when they went to t- try it out, it literally fell apart into dust. Oh, my God. And they were like, yeah, this is not going to work. So they remade it. And it was with better rubber, and uh, they did it with metal. He's like, I think that thing weighed a ton. I bet. He's like, we had to get two linebackers from a football team in order to get inside of there and kind of muppet and move it around. And he's like, when we, he's like, we set it all up. We got all these linebackers, and he's like, we realized very quickly that the guys couldn't move much because their legs were blocked by the metal bars. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of had to like scoot their feet like really fast. And he's like, and if you look at an alligator when it runs, it does these long strides. He's like, so when I initially came in to shoot this film, he was thinking, I'm going to make this a scary fucking film. Uh And then when that happened, he was like, I guess we're going for comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So he he was like, he just like on the fly, just right then and there. He was like, well, I guess we're making a funny picture, I guess. So I thought that was funny. They used, of course, like I mentioned before, a miniature set, baby alligators, and a lot of the miniatures and stuff like that to kind of mimic the 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 waterways and the street and stuff like that. So, so they could get around, you know, using a gigantic alligator, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't move very well, right? You know, so they did some pretty good ma- movie magic. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about it, the first one really does move around quite a bit, quite a bit. And so they really cut it in with all those different types of editing and everything, and it really worked out. So. Mm-hmm. He said that when they first started writing about it, he told John Sales, he was like, you know what? Just uh, make a movie about the gator and this cop. And like, he's like, screw everything else. He's like, just make sure that the the alligator has some sort of trait that this cop needs to overcome in his own personal life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know where that connection is. He never mentioned it. And I, I don't know. That's how it started. Okay. He said the tale of this alligator is more about like the divine justice of like how you know corporations and money and like waste and then pouring shit in the sewers the chemical company okay and how it comes literally back to bite them oh okay 
full circle. Right. So that's what the tale is. And it will keep happening and we'll never learn a lesson. Right. Of Got course. it. Well, I don't know if you knew that back then. Now we know uh, that kind of no, shit. No, they knew that. They knew that. They uh, knew that. Industrial Revolution. <laughs> they knew that. When they when we finished the when they finished this movie, by the way, they were like, fuck, we're gonna just get rid of this, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I think the producers were because he said he sold it for like three million. Uh-huh. He doubled his money. Oh, okay. And he wasn't gonna spend any money on advertising and everything like that, so so did it even play in a theater? I mean, it did, but uh, the director was like going around and shopping it to movie critics. Oh, okay. He even had a one a private screening, invited all of them out, and only one came. And it happened to be a fucking like one of the biggest critics at the time, mm-hmm. you know, in that area. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh my god, they loved it!" And you know, mm-hmm. that's what helped them to get, oh to get distribution, get more exposure, the- and stuff like that. Yeah, because this is kind of before like like uh, at home movies and stuff. Yeah, well, it's just before. Like, yeah, yeah, right, just before. So it was still expensive and stuff, yeah. if, if at all. Yeah, was it normal? But um, Brian Cranston also worked on this set. Yeah, as a PA. Oh, um, he actually mentioned it because um, Brian Cranston he worked for special effects, practical effects. You mm-hmm. know, after who's, who's Brian Cranston again? That's the actor, Breaking right? Bad. Okay, that's what I thought. I was just making sure. Yeah, I don't know everyone's name. After after Robert Forrester died, uh, Brian Cranston tweeted it that he and Forrester who also worked on Breaking Bad, first met on the set of this film. That's right, because, yeah, El Camino, he was the guy in the vacuum store. Right. Yeah. So it kind of comes full circle that they, like, worked. Yeah, worked. Where again. he first started and where he, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's crazy. There was also a nod to the Honeymooners in here, and that may be kind of a old throwback that for some. That is way yeah. old. Yeah, to the moon, Alice! Isn't oh, that from the it? Honeymooners? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's... That's what it was. It was okay. to the moon, Alice. When is that? That's what they said in the movie. Yeah, it was the guy who was like there was the fat guy who was like always yelling about Alice and stuff, and he was to the moon. I'm pretty sure it was the honeymooners. Oh, okay. But he was like a police officer or like a security guard or something or a train station guy. I can't even remember. Uh, I don't. But even it was remember. on a Nick at Night, and apparently there was a character named Edward Norton. It was a uh, he was in the honeymooners from 1955, and there was a sewer worker named Ed Norton in that uh, show right. and that's that was the first victim of the alligator in the sewer that's nice so it's just a kind of a throwback to that mm-hmm. one last one the uh, only other person that was actually offered to get this job as a director was joe dante um which joe dante worked on the howling oh okay that makes sense and you know many other films Texas Chainsaw Massacre and everything so yeah so that's pretty much it for all the like trivia and stuff there's a lot um, I figured maybe we could just... Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the whole movie or anything like that. I mean, we could sit here and, and crack jokes about the, certain parts, but, like, what do you want to talk about? Like, what was some of your funny things in the movie that the, you really liked? The opening was kind of all over the place. They're at, like, this, like, zoo, mm-hmm. and then somebody gets attacked by an alligator, but it's not a mutant alligator. Oh, the little girl you know? sees the guy get his leg bit. <gasps> that's right, and that's when they buy the the baby alligator. The baby alligator, and they, yeah. they take it home. And She's a the, strange one. She, she didn't even mind when he got bit by an alligator, and he wanted to get a, 
Right. Yeah. And wanted to buy one, and then they, f- then the dad flushed it down. It the was toilet. like the grandma and grandpa took her to the fucking right to the zoo. She saw that, then went on that baby alligator, and then the dad came home, saw it, flushed it down the toilet, mm-hmm. and told the daughter that it died. And, and so, then, and then we fast forward to like a bunch of years, twelve years. She's later. obsessed with alligators now because yeah, of that. and she becomes like an alligator doctor or some shit. <laughs> what, did you, what did you keep a calling her? A subterraneologist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I called her an alligatorologist. An alligatorologist. <laughs> it's a herpetologist, but you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I said that earlier. I, I just forgot. kept calling her an alligatorologist because <laughs> or gatorologist, man. What's that gatorology lady doing? Was she? <laughs> I, and then I like the scene in the pet store because he's like buying a dog or. Something. Something. right and then he has an interaction with the pet store owner and then the they, creepy dude yeah and then famous he, guy too i can't think of his name is he yeah they go back and forth about his um his bald spot you know it's kind of funny hey you like, losing hair up there or something you know yeah oh he says uh that's how it starts small patch in the back you know, that's what he said. It was funny. Right. It was funny back and forth. I like it's funny too because it turns out that the shitty ass shop owner is like stealing people's pet dogs and then selling them for research to this pharmaceutical lab. And then dumping the dead ones. Yeah. And then you they're like growing to like large sizes because there's that lady. She was like, You found my dog and he and she's like, Yeah, he's like, We found your dog and she was like, It used to fit into the sweater. Little tiny sweater. And it's like five times as big now, like a hundred times, like huge. <laughs> they had a blanket over it. Did you catch Robert Forster when he said he mentions uh, while buying the new dog that he gets that his old one was stolen outside a market? Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, and the expression on the pet store owner's face, he's like, he may have stolen the dog, <laughs> meaning that the cop's former dog is likely part of the same operation he winds up trying to bust. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which that guy dies instantly right yeah. after that but it yeah. was kind of fun because the alligator yeah he's like like he goes to the pharmaceutical lab and gets and and tries to sell these dogs and the guy's like we need more fucking puppies we need more puppies <laughs> not dogs we need puppies puppies we need puppies and mashed boiled potatoes <laughs> puppies smashed like it was like jesus calm down scientist what is it scientist janitor Janitor, <laughs> what is it, scientist? <laughs> weird. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Uh, it reminds me of uh, it's half baked. Oh, okay. There was this weird part when they're because you know he's a cop, so they're in the police station, and this guy just walks into the police station with the bomb strapped to his chest. Yeah, it's not it's even. Like, what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah, like, we were both like, why? Why are they doing that? I was like, this has got to be some sort of like, uh, what do you call it when they like? They like they're gonna use it for later, which yeah, they I can't did. Think they, of the term. they they use the bomb foreshadow. Yeah, they foreshadowed because they used the bomb to like explode the alligator later right. on. But it was just stupid like it, it was a it was funny we always catch those but it was too. like what the hell are they doing oh okay and then like when some on. of the characters just say some obligatory thing that you're like why did they add that into the dialogue right like that's such a, a specific thing that you need not to say yeah uh, but they said it for a reason and you're like oh that's oh, gonna come that's into gonna play come later back yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally and it did dude one of my favorite scenes obviously is when the fucking cry when the alligator pops up through the fucking ground uh-huh. and busts open the street and the sidewalk <laughs> like boom oh yeah towards the end there yeah that it's a funny. miniature but it's still fucking cool yeah the alligator was really cool 
You're like, oh, that's a real one, I think. Yeah, and I was like, was, I don't know, because it looked like a guy walking with his hands. Well, but. I don't know, because there were some shots where it could, looks like it could have been like a, a regular alligator in like a small set or something, you know? Right. I, I just love that. That was so cool. That's what sells the movie for me is like seeing mm-hmm. shit like that. Plus, the cover is kind of cool. You see this fat boy just sitting on the front, like chilling in the water. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, <laughs> who's that gator right there? I'm gonna get to Gator Baiting right now. And then, if, <laughs> and then of course they have to have like a like a, a alligator hunter come out, like the professional alligator guy comes out. That's yeah, part two. No, it was no, it was this one too. It was just the lone guy because he was he was making friends with the natives. Remember he called them natives outside the store. Oh, that's right. He was the creepy guy hitting on all the moms. Yeah. Yeah. Just the one guy. See, there's so many similarities. To I the know. One. It's it crazy. really is. Um, there was another scene where that guy's in the limo, mm-hmm. and then the croc is like running down the street. Is that when he busts? He eats through? the guy in front of the guy co- in front, and then the door falls off. That's right, because it crashed the wedding. Right. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. Yeah, they cra- I love that scene. I think that's so great. And then I like there was also a, a birthday party, a pirate birthday party for a kid. <laughs> okay, you guys get this shit. Get this shit. So there's this pool and there's all these these kids dressed up as pirates. So they go to push the kid off like the the board. You know, what's that called? Like the drawbridge board, you know, when, you know, that's what pirates do. Yeah. And then the, the alligator's like in the pool and the alligator like pops its head up and then they, they shove the kid into the pool and then the alligator eats the kid. They <laughs> which, show bubbly and which, yeah, we were like, oh we're shit. We're like, shit, they killed a kid, dude. Yeah, they she, she was all excited, man. I she, was, man. Don't let her watch Children's her kids. Children's sacrifice, that's what we got to do. <laughs> we forgot to mention also there was that part when, when, the pet store owner guy is like talking to the lab guy or no, it's Forrester talking to the lab guys after that's how he knows it's connected somehow. He's like, Hey, you don't know a pet store owner by chance or anything. No, no, don't think I do. Every animal that we get brought in here is done through all the paperwork and everything like that. So, Mm -hmm. and, uh, He's like, yeah, he's like, man, your your dogs are awful quiet. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's because we cut their larynx. Yeah, oh, my God. And I was God. like, oh, dude. And they even showed one of the dogs trying to bark. It was sad. No wonder everybody hates scientists. Look at these movies. We watch all these movies, and then we wonder why it happened. Yeah, because like, like, they're testing on animals and shit. Yeah, like, they're so cold and mean in every one of these movies. <laughs> and this is why no one will get vaccinated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Because now we're the gu- goddamn guinea pigs. It, 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 like they also had that part where he'd take a poop in the alleyway. Remember? Oh, is that where the hunter yeah, like finds a it poop? It was the whole fucking uh, what's his name? That's a large, a giant dinosaur crap. <laughs> he sticks his arm in it or whatever. Right. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like taking a poop and uh, I don't know. The lab also gets Forrester fired. That was such a weird part in the movie. Because I guess the mayor's working with the, the the pharmaceutical company like they do in the second one. Right. And it's like, except that they put a little bit more emphasis on each of the things. It's almost like Alligator and Alligator 2 is kind of like the same story, only they one is better. Different, different characters. They rewrote different characters. Yeah. Then he like tries to hook up with the fucking alligatorologist lady. And uh, <laughs> I forget what happened, but she goes to his house. And he's asking her to stay, and she kisses him, and he's like, is that a yes? And she's like, yes. 
It's like, oh, God. And then they fuck and they lay naked in bed while he tells old cop stories. And she's like petting his head and mentioned his male balding pattern, <laughs> which has been the joke, you know, the whole fucking the, yeah, time. Yeah, the running joke. See, that was, it was funny. <laughs> then there's the hunter who's hunting the gator with like three kids from the street, which is so weird. He's like 20 bucks each, you know, for each day. And they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> So then that he gets eaten. Yeah. So yeah, he gets eaten, and then the one of the kids go actually goes over and grabs his gun mm-hmm. and tries to fire it, and it doesn't fire, and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> I would be too. Like, fuck this, right? Shit. But uh, I think they got into a fight or something like that. Didn't like. I don't remember what happened, but didn't Forrester say something that upset her or something? I can't remember. Yeah, so he had to go back to the, her, her mom ma- and her mom's there. Right, and where she's to, like, living with her mother, yeah, nonstop talking. And and, and, he, and, he, and she's like, the mom's like treating him like she's still in school. And he makes, he's like makes up with her and they devise a plan to catch the gator. And she's like, I could bring my mother along if you wanted to kill the alligator. <laughs> she could kill it with her talk. And I was like, oh, good. It's funny. It's funny. I liked it. It was a good joke. It was a good little joke. So then they go back to the sewer and they, they decide to to set the bombs and get the, uh, and, and trap it on a, a manhole cover, right? Right. That's what I, oh, yeah. And then the plan was with the man cover. So this lady drives on and blocks the man That's cover right. with her car. So then and the Madison's like, get the fuck out of here, you dumb bitch. Yeah, like, so she like pushes her out of the car, like out from uh, the car seat to move, get the car moved so he can get out. Right. That was really funny. I have never. <laughs> and then the gator blew up in a million pieces. Yeah. And Chunks. Then, yeah, and then right at the end of the movie, like the a baby alligator comes dangling down. It's Just like the there's same another way. way. Another alligator in Just the sewer. When you thought it was over. And then we got yep, and then it <laughs> that alligator goes to mutation. Yeah, it goes to oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes to fucking California somehow. That's what part two is all about. Yep. Which we're gonna talk about right now. So alligator two came out. After this movie, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, like a decade after, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it took so long. And then they'd just been sitting on this one story, man. It was just so original and so <laughs> new. But yeah, a decade later, this movie, co- this movie comes out about a giant alligator that makes a city lake his new feeding ground and must be stopped before he breaks out into the surroundings. All four taglines, I just wanted to say them. I think it's funny. It erupted from the bowels of a city in a lethal frenzy. And then there's... It crashed out of the sewers. Now there's hell to pay. Okay. And then th- this is my favorite. Eats turtles for breakfast. That should be on a Wheaties box. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then the last one. The balance of nature has been tipped. To terror. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, d- director John Hess is the one that directed this. He actually is the one that did the... It's a Corey Feldman, Corey Haim uh, movie called Watchers. It's uh, the he also did the Lawless Land and Not of This World. Excessive Force is another one. He's kind of a producer and a writer, so he's done a lot of different stuff as well. We got writer Kurt Allen who did the the plot on this one. He did movies like Walking the Edge, Deadly Passion, and Bloodstone, which is like that action sort of romancing the stone, but with a taxi driver who teams up with the adventure guy. So it's kind of like Stuber, and it looks cool as fuck. Like, I think Shout Factory put it out. Okay. I want to see it. 
Uh-huh. Oh, no, Arrow put it out. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see it because it looks fun. Um, the cast in this movie is Joseph Bologna, who plays David Hodges, the cop. He was in Transylvania 6, 5000, Blame It on Rio, Big Daddy, The Big Bus, Revenge of the Nerds 4, and uh, that a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's one of those faces that you just recognize and you just don't know where. Like you've seen him before. Yeah, exactly. Dee Wallace, of course, one of the scream queens of all time. Mm-hmm. She's in, been in every fucking heartwarming fucking movie that I ever watched as a kid, including ones like Cujo, E.T., Critters, The Howling, you name it. Richard Lynch is in this movie. He's pretty notorious. His face is kind of menacing, and he's in. A, he plays the character Hawk Hawkins, the the not crocodile, gator hunter. Oh, okay. He was in The Sword of the Sorcery, which I cannot, I want to watch that movie so bad. Why haven't we watched it They yet? have a 4K of it. I've been debating. Oh, you're just. I you're love just cheesy waiting. movies, and I would love to see that in in 4K for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hear Sword of the Sorcery is really fucked up. And I remember watching it as a kid, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't remember shit like that. Right. Uh, he was also in Invasion USA, Death Sport, Halloween, God Told Me To, Savage Dawn, The Barbarians, Bad Dreams. He was in Full Moon. He was in fucking Corman movies. He was in everything. Mm-hmm. We also have Woody Brown, who plays Rich Harmon, the rookie. He was in Killer Party, The Accused, General Hospital back in the day, like in the 80s. And uh-huh. he was also in Roswell, the TV show, which was back in 2002. Oh, okay. That's when he stopped acting. Oh, it ruined him. Roswell did. Yeah, maybe he went got taken by the aliens. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Holly Gagnier, Gagnier, Gagnier is in the movie, and she plays Sherry Anderson, who's the mayor's daughter. She was also in a lot of TV shows that were soap operas and things she like that. She is a TV face for sure. She was one of the more popular ones at the time. Mm-hmm. That's why they picked her for this movie. Okay. She was doing a lot of General Hospital and all Days of Our Lives. Bold and, and the Beautiful. Yeah, everything she was in. Right. So Bill Daly's in this movie. He plays the mayor. He's the older fella. Uh, he, his, he was a big, big role back in the day uh, for the I Dream of Jeannie TV show. Oh, oh, okay. Wasn't he the neighbor? He was the major, the colonel that came over. And always, you know, they always did that game where it was like, wait, something's off. Right. What is wrong? Like something's different. Or she would like do tricks on him and make him forget. Right. And he was like, what are you doing to major? That's the colonel. You know, like he was like a captain, a major, a colonel. I just remember watching it all the time as a kid. Um, He was also in Bewitched too for an episode. So he got both best of both worlds. You know what I mean? Right. And he was in the Bob Newhart show, even the Newhart show that came out later on. And Alf, he was a big part of ah. as Larry. He mm-hmm. passed away in 2018, though, sadly. Got Steve Railsback, who you will recognize because we just talked about him a bunch in two movies that we've seen here recently. Mm-hmm. He plays Vinnie Brown, the bad guy. He was oh, okay. He was in Ed Gein as Ed Gein. He was also in Barbed Wire, Life Force, The Stuntman, Deadly Games, which we just watched, the one with Billy, okay. mm-hmm. where they play the chessboard game that we made yeah, no sense. Yeah, that made no sense. Yeah. Uh, he just keeps popping up, so I don't know. Turkey shoot, you know. Brock Peters is in this. He plays Chief Speed, which I didn't know that was his last name. I was like, Chief Speed. That's a cool-ass name. He only has one, only one speed. Speed. <laughs> He's high as fuck on speed, man. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, he played uh, Admiral Cartwright in Star Trek Six and Part Four: The Voyage Home. 
of the movies. Mm-hmm. He also played Joseph Sisko and a preacher in Star Trek Deep Space Nine a lot. And he also did a lot of voice acting when they used to do radio plays of Star Wars movies and Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. as Darth Vader. Oh, that's that's strange. Pretty weird, right? Yeah. Um, others, there was a lot of uh, wrestling stars and stuntmen in this movie. Obviously, we got Kane Hodder, who apparently was in the first movie as well. Oh, uh, was I, he? I didn't know that. Um, a stuntman? Something. Yeah, he did. Okay. He's been in everything. So, right. like, that's the thing. Others that were included are Carmen Filpi, who played one of the more famous winos that you would see in movies and TV shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we also had Professor Toro Tanaka, who plays Tokyo Joe, the wrestler in the movie. He, there was Jack Wildman Armstrong, who I'm pretty sure was a wrestler. Alexei Smirnoff, who was the mad Russian. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of people in this movie that I... There's a lot of people in this movie. Just to name a few, I didn't want to go and say what they were all in, but... Right. Christina, what did you think of this sequel? Well, as we said before, the plot is very similar to the first movie. Yeah. With the detective aspect cops, um, there's a legal dumping, there's an allig- another alligator hunter, like nobody believes the cop, wouldn't they tell him about the alligator? This one has a few other things thrown in, like the whole, uh, uh, the corporation coming and trying to buy um, all the properties mm, of right. like the port, they're tra- what's it called, gentrification? Uh, yeah, they're trying to build an empire of some sort. Yeah, and like push the, the some locals underhanded bullshit. out. Yeah, you know, that that was kind of the, the difference here, and the mayor is more involved involved in this one um this one there's barely any fucking alligator in the movie there's not any alligator attacks Uh, there's one big one well there is there's a big one at the end but that's about it um not even and the alligator doesn't even look scary it could have been piranhas for all we knew it looks like they used a real alligator it wasn't a prop you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it didn't it didn't look they didn't use the same tricks as in the first one but not at all this is like a made-for-TV movie. I swear to God, this is just like straight up made-for-TV, straight-to-video, obviously. Not, it's not terrible. It's just... It's okay. I still enjoyed watching it. There were right. some... There Again, there was good jokes. You know, it's it, it was kind of the same as the first one where it wasn't so bad it's good. But, right. you know, they knew it was cheesy. So, you know, there it's was It's like if just, you were to make a sequel, though, like... Yeah, change it up a little bit. They could have done... Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Oh, okay. Well, for me, this one leans a bit more in the S-Big just because it doesn't seem intentional. And while and this one's not, not where, nowhere near as funny as the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the girl, the lady who plays, was in the all those like soaps, mm-hmm. she really kind of add, added like a thing to it. Mm-hmm. The cop was a little, eh, I don't know. I could have had him or left him or, you know, I don't know. He seemed like an all around neighborhood kind of guy who just like, you know, actually cared about his community and stuff and wasn't a bad guy or a rule breaker or anything like that. But they do the same shit in it. And it, it really is just juxtapositioning all the different characters into yeah. different, in different roles and shit. It's, it is like a complete retread almost just slightly altered to make it feel a little different, but it was a remake. Yeah. It feels like bad when you consider the source material, which is borrowed from Piranha, which is borrowed from Jaws, Jaws. which is borrowed from, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's like, 
how many how many uh you know degrees of separation yeah do could you have or... had if you if you didn't uh i don't yeah. know what they were thinking but there is some silly dialogue here though between you know people just not as nearly as entertaining as the first movie certainly doesn't show nearly enough of the gator and and the footage that they do use is reused footage from the first movie oh is it really a lot of it yeah oh my god that's a decade like film advanced. Yeah, well, they made it work, I you guess. Know? You know, that's part of movie making magic is like doing what you can with what you got. But if you got $3 million, I feel like the Gators should be in a little bit more than, than just the, Yeah. It feels like they spent too much money on the actors. Maybe. That might be why. And not the real star of the movie. Right. You know, the which, title. Where the first one is like, you know, they had other characters. They had the rookie, they had the girl, the love interest or whatever, but this time he's married in this one, so it's a little bit older relationship, and he's not as, like, crazy, but it's all the fucking it's they, all It's all the fucking But same. they still had a rookie, rookie fall in love with the governor's daughter. Right! That's the, th- the other thing. Well, she wasn't... he. The mayor's daughter. The mayor's daughter, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Weird. Although the rookie didn't fall in love, Robert Forrester fell in love with the other girl. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. But she was like the alligatorologist, so she wasn't the mayor. Right, but they just switched That's what I'm saying. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Positions. Sure. Same thing. It definitely are a lot of familiar faces in the movie, but I don't think it was necessary to make this movie pop. Like you said, they made Forrester and another gator pretty much do all the magic in the first one, and they just did not follow that formula. And unfortunately, whether the person who played the lead cop was Good or not, doesn't really matter. He was written to be kind of tepid a little bit, mm-hmm. an action tepid guy, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And I, they just needed someone better and they needed some somebody to really hold toe the line. I mean, the guy's a good actor. I'm not trying to put him down. But when you compare it to Robert Forrester's role, which mm-hmm. was just like written in such a way that it, it just outdoes this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the person who wrote this had the chops to do it. They were worried about nuance, about different characters, but it didn't really add to nothing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they skimped on the gator, which is not a good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how would you do that? Three million for this movie. I don't know. I I just I'd probably say this probably a four point five out of ten. As far as sequels go, yeah, it's a it's a five. Right, but, exactly. But as a movie as a whole, if I were to watch this, four, four point five. Mm-hmm. So just feels uh heavily borrowed considering it's from the same franchise. <laughs> yeah. That heavily funny. borrowed from another franchise. <laughs> anyway, there's too much borrowing going on. But Gator gets my fucking number the first Gator is the one. Mm-hmm. You know, but Definitely. if you're, you know, col- co- a, a collection person, you know, get, you're going to have to get both of them anyway. So it's like <laughs> you got to see them. You got to know that that one's the shitty one even still, you know. Right. Know. And you don't have to watch these in order either. Yeah. I would just stick to the first one. Yeah. I would just stick to the first one, too. If you're not really into that kind of this type of genre, the subgenre, I would just stick to the first one and say, fuck the other one. Mm hmm. But, you know, if you're into these kind of things. Or if and, you want to see Dee Wallace. And right. Fucking, she's really great in the movie. But, you yeah. know, you don't really see much of her. Yeah, she's not really. Yeah, she's not really in it. And she's just nice. She's smart in it. Yeah, and she's, she's a scientist. She does the mom thing really funny in this. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, she's like the smartest. Or Kane Hodder, if you want to see Kane Hodder. Kane too. Hodder does have a speaking role in this. Yeah, barely. Barely, but yeah. In the background. But it was it was cool to see him. He like wasn't in action. He's back in Louisiana. Like yeah, he has an accent. He has an accent. This time he ain't some uh, mongoloid beast that comes out <laughs> of the hatchet. 
Because <laughs> he plays Hatchet. Right, right. Which has one of the g- glorious fucking uh, kill scenes in it. I don't remember. Where they rip that woman's mouth open. Oh, okay. Holy shit. That's crazy. That's probably one of the greatest gore scenes like of a mouth like that mm-hmm. ever. So, you know, Hatchet, the first one, I don't mind so much, but the other ones I never really gave a chance. So maybe we'll have to go down that hole someday. Uh-oh. Anyway, so we do have some trivia on this. Uh, it's not a whole lot, and it's really not all that great. Um, I did do a hunting around for it, but you know, it's just in a popular film, so there's not going to be that much. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, we're going to talk about some of the scenes in the movie and stuff like that. So if you want to watch it, you can, I think you can rent it right now and you can buy it on physical. So, okay. so Buckley Norris, who plays the doctor in this, also played in the original 1980 uh, alligator. Oh, okay. He has a character named Bob. Mm-hmm. He's the only actor aside from Kane Hodder. Which I mentioned. Oh, who was in the original? Yeah, okay. to act in both. Hmm. D. Wallace and Richard Lynch both appear in Halloween 2007, and Carmen Filippi Filippi plays a crazy preacher in Halloween Four: Return of the Michael Myers. Return of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So wow, interesting that they're sort of connected. I guess. I think it's. I like when people draw those lines together, though. I think it's mm-hmm. interesting. But that's it. That is all of it. There is not very much about these movies other than a lot of people feeling like it's a retread and that a lot of people didn't like it. It did get a limited theatrical release, but it was just terrible. Obviously, It was like, we're talking like a few theaters, you know, Uh but nothing, nothing crazy. Like, not even at all. Right. Straight to video. Pretty much, for the most part. Yeah, this was the height of it, the early 90s. Yeah, they could pump out shitty movies like this, and they would sell. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. People would. They would them. make more money at the at the at the home than they would at the theater. Yeah, so. totally. But um, some of my scenes, I mean, this movie starts off right away with a couple of guys pouring chemicals into the sewer drain, which this guy Vinny, you know, is looking over him, and he's like, "Well, if you have any questions, you have to ask this guy over here." <laughs> and it's like he's like, well, "I ain't got no questions." Did I say questions? I don't think I have questions. This <laughs> is kind of funny. Uh, then I don't know what it does, but it just jumps to a bunch of guys spear fishing in the sewers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which makes no sense. Yeah, they were dumping, and then all of a sudden, it, it's so those guys would go missing, and then it would have to bring in the cop angle because then they go to the police station. And there's ladies crying right because they're their husbands or whatever went missing because they were spear fishing and they got eaten by the alligator. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> and this is like this is like how clever D. Wallace's character was in the in the movie. When when the cop wakes up in the morning, it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. She sets up she knows that he gets he's like like cockwork. Like like cockwork, did I just say What? Cock- what is that? <laughs> it's really gross. Anyway, clockwork, he's like clockwork. <laughs> oh my God. And so she knows this and she sets an alarm to push play on a on a tape recorder. On a cassette player. Yeah, like she records enough space so that she knows that when she pushes play at a certain time, he'll be on his way down the stairs to get his coffee and get ready. And like she's got balloons and it says happy birthday. And then there's a v- v- uh, VHS cassette. Yeah, she play, play, play this. It. It's like happy birthday. Boy, they really, like back in the day, that's what they really wanted to do with it. Because you notice in Videodrome where they did the same thing, mm-hmm. where they were like, hey, here's your regular here's your message. Here's your daily message from the video cassette. Right. And put it in in the morning so that you have it to play in the morning. And now we have just have an Alexa. Right. Now we just have Twitch and, right. and Facebook and every other fucking goddamn thing. So it worked. 
But yeah. nobody ever used VHS tapes like that. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody sat and recorded it on a camera, took it out and go, here, rewind, rewind this and then play it when, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. It turns out the mayor has some sort of big plans with Vinny, the evil sewer dumping guy. And they have some real estate that they worked out to get some investors who cut a few corners to. Uh, but you got to get rid of those residents that yeah, are already there. Right, right. Those, uh, yeah, you know what they're trying to say. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the cops think that there's something in the sewer, like an alligator killing and ask the mayor to help. But they they put him under arrest, of course, because, right. you, you know, you got to you got to cuff him. Don't forget about the late gang. There's a. a, a well, hold on. Hold oh. on. You're jumping way ahead of me. I, I'm, they cuff Sorry. First of all, they cuff him to the rookie and they tell him that fuck, there's this whole stupid scene. Where the cop is like, I got to go to the bathroom. And the other cop is like, I, I, man, really? And he's like, I got to you got to go when you got to go. You know how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. And so then he goes into the stall and the guy's standing there. He's like, can you just uncuff me so <laughs> I can go to the bathroom here? And then somehow gets finagled into getting hooked it, to the toilet yeah, himself. He, he, exactly. Yeah. Which then some the mayor's daughter comes into the bathroom and tries to help him. And then some camera crew just happens to be shooting video in California. They pop in, in. the bathroom. Which is highly illegal, by the way. Right. What was it? Dr. Disrespect got in trouble for video doing live video. Oh, yeah. In a public restroom. In a public restroom mm -hmm. in California. I'm sure that was a thing back then. Right. So <laughs> they shoot video of the cop on the toilet and he's having the bad day. And all I'm thinking is, when's he going to die? Right. Exactly. Which he doesn't. Nope. He teams up. Yeah. The, he, the rookie lives. Up. And then they team up together to find the alligator. Yeah, and there's a whole like ending with them too, which is like real heartfelt. He's like, "Hey, I'll catch you around sometime." He tells to the detective, partner. and he's like, "Yeah, I guess I will, huh, partner?" And then they they have sex, and it's amazing. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> uh, Back to the bathroom scene. I don't know. Are there places where you have to put in a quarter to use the restroom? Is that an actual thing? No, what was he using a quarter for? I forget. To get in the restroom, to get in the stall. Oh, because it was locked from the other side. So you put a quarter. No, it was like it wanted toll. Like you had to pay a toll. Oh, maybe because they didn't want people fucking. And it's in New York, so yeah, that I've makes sense. I've never seen that before. That's why I'm asking. I, I think they have done that because of a homeless situation. They didn't want people using. Yeah, oh, they want them to go in the street rather than. Okay, I get. Well, using... it's not even just going to the bathroom. People are making homes in those places, Christina. Oh, okay. Oh, so you just have to pay a quarter and you can just go live in there. Okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they were doing. But I was thinking, like, you know how they have the slides or the, the, the like, turn thing and it uh -huh. locks? On the other side, there's, like, a... Right, right. You can stick a quarter in it and turn it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like you do in the house, but, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry about that. That's fine. I, I was very confused. Then the mayor goes to, like, some fucking... Like Vinny's like wrestling match and like the daughter comes with him and she's like, why are you here, daddy? This is a shady place. This I'm is like, a bad man. Why are you here? First of all, what are you fucking like? I'm here to protect you. Yeah, she like, kind of reminded me of what's her name from the Ninja Turtles? April? Yeah, like what are you like a reporter or something? Like what are you right. doing? What is your role here? You're the daughter of the mayor. Not fucking Queen of New I'm York. I'm here to steer shit up, bitch. Yeah, and the princess of New York. Right. Or California or whatever the Wherever fuck. Wherever the fuck they are. But she goes up to Vinny and sits down next to him. And she's like, oh. And she hears him 
saying talking business or something and she overhears him like saying that it's a fixed game or a fixed match and i'm like it's wrestling it's always fixed it's always fixed what are you talking about but i guess some poor schlub is out there fucking believing it's real and bit and placing bets on yeah, it. yeah i don't nobody bets on wrestling right <laughs> i mean do they, people I, do they know? no i don't know i mean maybe to see who what the which writer was <laughs> you know like the ultimate writer will yeah. win <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, it's not a thing that happens. You know what I mean? So it's right. just kind of weird. The cops are like, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, all these people are dying. And then the detective's, like, trying to convince the the chief or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the chief's, like, doesn't believe him, but then just believes him in, like, literally the same sentence. Yeah, it was really weird. And he was like, well, what do you need anyway? And he's like, oh, some grenades, rocket launchers, and a, and probably some shotguns. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Then uh, the rookie cop, of course, gets put on detention or whatever. But he gets suspended. Yeah, and then the mayor girl. It's like, well, do you want to go have some drinks together or something like that? And then he hits on her in some weird way. He's like, anyone ever tell you your pants are too tight? And she's like, no. He's like, yeah, but I got you got a nice backyard. <laughs> so weird. And then he and then he started talking about how his dad used to beat him. Dude, that shit made me laugh because they cut to the fucking place where they're drinking, and it's that thing we were talking about with Forrester, where he's like telling old cop stories, mm-hmm. except with the rookie, he's talking about. He's like, yeah, my dad used to fucking knock me about a little bit. No, I never really liked it, you know, and I didn't fucking, you know, I like it. So weird. And she was like, yeah, but it wasn't your fault. You were just a child. He was like, yeah, but I was a bad child, too. <laughs> and then they go to his apartment, and then the other cop, the main cop guy, the detective's there, just hanging out in his apartment. He's like, what are you doing in my apartment? Oh, yeah, that, that was, was weird. Funny. Like, why, weird. Is the, why is the cop... In his house, he was like, just and waiting he, around for And then him. he dry humps him up against the fucking jukebox in his house, pretty much. And he's like moaning and stuff, which Listen I think is very homoerotic, which is, you know, like it's kind of, it seemed like a porno. Like, did it not? Um, no. What are you doing inside with that straight woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it seemed like some fucking like 80s like porn That's getting funny. ready to unleash, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, but the cops in the rookie's apartment, I just thought it was hilarious. And he mm-hmm. holds him up against the jukebox. He's like, are you drunk? Are you drunk? <laughs> He's like, I had a few drinks earlier. No. He's like, well, we got some serious business to take care of. You're not fired. You're not suspended. You're back on the duty. We got to stop this alligator. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, all the women want to go. The, the mayor's daughter wants to go. And then his wife wants to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they try to figure out how to like kill this thing because they, they fuck up with some, a dynamite and it's far and too big. Get them, so now they have a serum. They have, so they're going to, yeah, it's on the end of a stick yeah, so and they got to jab it into its belly into a soft spot. Yeah. yeah. Which is the only soft spot is in his belly so or like how the hell are you going to do that? Or in his mouth, I guess. There was a scene where the, the mayor and Vinny were in a, Oh no. The mayor and the Vinny were in a car, right? And the police chi- chief was driving right next to him. Oh, that's right. And he, he, yeah, and then the mayor and the flip. Vinny, yeah, like run the chief, the police chief off the road and make him flip to kill the police chief to prevent him from stopping the alligator hunters from killing Yeah, he's like, you're in too deep now. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then they uh, later on, they're on the Ferris wheel, this like really rinky-dink fucking like carnival yeah. one. And we're talking like tiny. 
Mm-hmm. And he has this line. Vinny has this line. He's like, like literally by the time he's trying to say the line, it's so small of a fucking Ferris wheel or <laughs> that he's already at the bottom by the time he was supposed to say the line at the top. Uh-huh. And so they had to time it. You could tell. Right. Like this is the funny thing. You'll notice this if you watch the sequel, guys. Like it's really funny. When they're on the Ferris wheel and Vinny's talking to the mayor, he's like, He's like, we're on top of the world. You see, all of this could be ours. And he's like already at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> or just the camera angle made it, it look like, like that. It was like a kitty Ferris wheel, like a little he, kid one. Yeah, and the cop was like, just so you know, when you were talking about opening up all those businesses, I was thinking about all these Americans having homes and places to live. I'm like, no, you weren't, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. And then he shoots him. In the gut. Yeah, like what the fuck? And then he fuck? just dies. And Which, then the daughter comes running up. It's like, oh, daddy, daddy. Yeah, she gets over real quick, though. Yeah, she is. Okay, gotta kill the alligator. Yeah, because they kill the gator, and it's all, it's all, it's all worth it. You know, what was it? They how did I? I don't know. They stab it, and I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna knock it out or something like right. that. But no, they show it like walking through the sewers again, and then it comes out at the lake and is like attacking people, mm-hmm. and just like on land running around. It's the silliest Star- thing. Yeah, and it started attacking the people in the carnival. Yeah, it, which is essentially just a dude with a camera running at people. Exactly. <laughs> but, it wouldn't even show, like, the alligator. Oh, we forgot to mention that there's, like, these guys that live in the park, in this small, the tiny lake, lake park, the by lake the way. The lake gang. There's yeah, a lake gang. They're called the Crazy Bros. Yeah. And it's, like, they're an entire, crazy. like, Hispanic, f- like, group of people. And then he... And the, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with that scene, dude. Because, <laughs> like, early on, you see, like, everybody's being racist towards them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the cop is, like, not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call anybody out. He just treats them better mm-hmm. than other people. The other cop is treating them, remember? Right. And then, like, <laughs> I never realized their jacket just says crazy bros. And they are not crazy, no, by the way. they're very calm. They're very, like... Let's like let's regular talk. dudes. Let's talk it out. We're yeah. gonna just talk. We're gonna talk it like, out. We're crazy talkers. Like he seems like an educated Harvard student. Like he doesn't seem like some thug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on the street or anything like that. Right. And I don't know if they were just trying to say, oh, they're just misunderstood or something stupid. Or, but like I'm just like crazy, bros. Like I don't know, dude. Like that's you got that you got that embroidered on your jacket. Yeah, they're <laughs> walking around with it. Yeah, like only him though. He's like wearing like Emmett Miami Vice style fucking outfit with like browns and stuff and the other guys are all wearing leather jackets and they all stare at everybody as they walk by i'm like i don't i don't know man (laughs) but those guys are like high-fiving at the end because they kill the alligator i think they try to help him at one point and then it's like the the hawk hawkins guy who's the the crocodile hunter or the gator hunter Mm. and then the rookie and then of course the detective hodges who get in a boat at the end, and then the alligator busts through the bottom of the boat, and they're all swimming. A helicopter shows up out of nowhere, picks up the rookie, eats the fucking gator hunter, and then fucking does, like, the death roll mm-hmm. as he's bleeding out. And then fucking the cop, Detective Hodges, gets picked up later after he stabs it in the belly. Yeah, they pick him up because he climbs through the manhole. I don't know again. what he did. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't get that. But then, like, it 
they throw oh it eats the i don't know what happens supposedly the ingredients that were in the serum are supposed to make the bomb blow up or something yeah they said that it made no sense though it didn't make a lot of sense but it's it's face blows up right yeah which that was kind of a cool scene the alligator blowing up was kind of cool yeah you see its jaw like flip through the air (laughs) which i thought was kind of cool you know and they emerge with the town cheering them on, the, the crazy yeah, bros. Yeah, you, you think it's over. And then the ladies are by their side, and he's like, you see around, detective. And that's when he's like, yeah, see around, partner. <laughs> uh, the detective goes home because D. Wallace goes, come on, let's get home and celebrate. Your birthday. Your birthday. And then, uh, which you know what that means, essentially. Cake. <laughs> It means cake. Yeah, cake and ice cream. So yeah, and party bats. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The anyway, end. then the town rips down the oh the Vinnie Brown Industries like banner that's like yeah. hanging above in the carnival. They won. Yeah, they won. Yay! They won. I don't know. It's silly. It is not the greatest. You know, there is some funny moments in it, but it's not like it's just enough to get by. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. there was a couple of dull moments in it that took forever. I think it was the love interest moments. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, it was all right. But yeah, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? Did you like the first one and not the second one? Or did you like the second one, too? Is it watchable, more watchable for you than us? Um, do you have to have that a part of your collection as well as the first one? Did you pick up the 4K? I would love to hear from you guys. What you think about these movies? And were you a fan before... Or after, like now I am a fan. I didn't watch it when I was younger. I missed it somehow. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't into those. I was into those nature movies. Uh-huh. Like the, the Lucio Fulci one, the like one with the wolf. Okay. And like when nature calls or some shit like that. I forget. There was like a couple of like, you know, wilderness adventure movies, like in the mountains and stuff like that that were really cool. Mm-hmm. But I never got into these as much. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. I think I always wanted horror to be like demons and zombies and supernatural yeah. unbelievable stuff this could be happen you mm-hmm. know this shit could happen jaws could happen you know i don't know about that well people have gotten their limbs i don't think a, I don't, in real life i don't think a, a shark would like do vengeance <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> you don't know that it might have been pissed that your your arm was like dangling in the ocean it was like pissed off and it's yeah, like you it know, would I'm be more of a scent person. thing it wouldn't be like a you don't know that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a shark, so I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I guess we'll never know. Jaws was a true story. <laughs> yeah, totally. Could have been. What do you guys like? Jaws, Piranha? You think Piranha's better? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad film. It's a little silly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I like Piranha, too. I thought that was funny when they were like flying and they flew around. Do you remember? I don't remember. They had flying piranhas, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it was an Italian-made film. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they have a lot of different Piranha movies. They redid them back in like the '90s and stuff, or the late '90s, mm-hmm. 2000s, uh, like for TV movie like like channels and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, next week we do have some interesting picks that we spent a long time trying to figure out what we were gonna watch. By the way, right. We did. And these are some Hindi movies, some Bollywood films. So they're not exactly like huge, but I'm sure at the time they were pretty big. Um, One of them is called Virana, Virana from 1988. It's a Hindi film. 
If you're not familiar with what a Hindi film is or a like Bollywood type film, these are movies that are basically they have a lot of singing and dancing and stuff in them in between. So the movies tend to be a little longer than most movies because it's like they have these songs to express their emotions and like what they're feeling. Like when someone likes somebody, there's like a song about take me under the sun and the rain and the moon and take me into your arms. And it's to show like, you know how much they love, but it's plus it's part of the culture and, and people like it. They like song and dance and it's just like part of it. Um, I don't know if it's everybody, but I'm just saying that's a, it's a very popular thing in their culture that they would do that. Mm-hmm. And so these films have that in there, but they also have like mind blistering fucking weird ass visuals and shit. We, we did another movie recently, not too long ago, um, which was I got the Blu-ray in the mail for the Mahakal, which is the Freddy Krueger one. There's right. also another one that is like, I forget it's called Vor Honda or something, Vor Murda, mm-hmm. uh, which is more of a ripoff of the Nightmare on Elm Street. It's more of a blatant one. But this one, Ver- Verana, I don't know that it is based off of anything else. But the other movie that we got is Papa Gudia, which is from 1996. Now, this movie is definitely a child's play ripoff. But instead of like a good guy doll, <laughs> it's just a fucking random doll. Doll. This is a doll. Nothing special doll. I'm excited. But they have a whole scene where there's like some black magic guy who's in a toy store in a gunfight with another cop. And it's totally like fucking child's play. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely going to be some comparisons in there. It'll probably be wildly different overall, but these two films look pretty fun mm-hmm. and just wild and bizarre. So you can find both of these on YouTube. And when we post the link or the pictures, I will include both the links to those movies. They are put up by the companies who make these movies mm-hmm. to watch free. Right. And these are the only ones that we found that had the English subtitles so they do have subtitles. You will have to hit the CC button on the YouTube video to get the, you know, mm-hmm. get the right language speaking, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to have a hell of a time. But I hope you guys check these ones out. Give them a shot, man. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. One of them, Verona, looks insane. And the Child's Play one just looks like a lot of fun. Totally. So I don't know. Christine is excited about it. I'm which excited. Is, which is weird. Usually I dread it. Yeah, she's been, I've been getting her into these fucking weird movies, man. I really wanted to watch some, like, I get this craving every once in a while to watch some weird shit. Now, there is a chance that I might get the movie, The Sadness, but I guess I could always just do that as a video. Just a video. Yeah, and just do it that way. You should. Okay. All right. So that's what we have this for, the, for this week. It's this a plan. Week. High five. High five. Slap. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks for coming by this week. Let us know how you think of these movies, and we'll see you next week. As always, long live the void.